Well, we had big news this morning on the foreign relations front. China has officially charged those two detained Canadians with spying. Talking about the two Michaels here, Spaver and Kovrig. They've been charged on suspicion of spying for state secrets and intelligence. Anthony Fury is an editor and columnist with Sun Media, and he joins us now to discuss further here on Global News Radio. Anthony, good afternoon. Hey, Jeff. Great to chat with you. Yeah, likewise. It's been a while. Uh, first off, uh, have we heard, uh, I understand we have heard from the Canadian government about, uh, government about this. What exactly is the Prime Minister saying? Uh, well, Justin Trudeau says he's disappointed in this. Uh, Christy Freeland has some stronger words. She says she is very angry about it. So they're not happy about it. There was a time when they were pretty much saying nothing to not ruffle feathers. Now they are speaking up. So I, I think we can call that uh, a progress and a bit of uh, development in their responses. All right. And have we heard from either the Spaver or the Kovrig family? I mean, one can only imagine what they're going through and what they're feeling. No, I spoke one uh, one time a number of months ago to the CEO of the company that Michael Kovrig was working for, International Crisis Group, and the families have decided that they're not really going to be making public appeals and public statements. Everybody hopes that there can be some back-channel activity to resolve all of this, Jeff. And, you know, and a lot of times diplomacy does work that way, but... Uh, China is pretty intransigent here in that they have really one solution they want. Release Meng Wanzhou, and then we'll see about releasing uh, these guys. That's kind of it. So there's not too much uh, back-channel work uh, left to do. It's really just do they get out or not. Yeah, they obviously refer to that, call that uh, traditionally backroom diplomacy. But uh, the government, uh, as you well know, Anthony, has been criticized for a lack of action regarding the two Michaels. In light of today's news, and you're absolutely absolutely right, obviously this is all uh, tied, uh, the common thought is, with the detainment of that executive from Huawei. Uh, in light of today's news, I mean, is there an obvious next move or play for the Canadian government here? Not really. I mean, the next move is how the Meng Wanzhou case uh, proceeds through the court system. Now, a few weeks ago, there was a hearing when Meng, La- Meng Wanzhou's lawyers first presented the argument that, oh, this is all just nonsense, and this is a U- U- U.S. thing that they've sort of uh, created to ensnare her, and it shouldn't even be illegal in Canada, so let her go. And our court system said, no, this, uh, this case is going to go ahead. So it's going ahead, and there will be more procedural questions like that uh, as they progress. It's going to take quite some time. Now, I guess they figured they will progress the Michael uh, Kovrig and Spavor cases. Although I should note that there's a timeline uh, to how the justice system works in China where they pretty much had to make some sort of movement around here. So you want to view it in the light of Meng Wanzhou. You want to view it, I don't know, in the light of the Security Council rejection, all those sorts of things, Huawei as well. But I think there is a, a technical component to why we saw what we saw today. Yeah, if this is tied to or is in retaliation to the detainment of that Huawei executive, that, of course, is at the request of the U.S., Should Canada be asking the U.S. uh, for more help here? I mean, should the U.S. be doing more for us? Well, I I think they should, particularly since we did this for them. And I should note that China's diplomats... Uh, both those spokespeople who are who are back home speaking on the ground in Beijing and the new dip- diplomat here, Kong Pei Wu, they're pretty much almost entirely acknowledging that, yes, this is a retaliatory hostage-taking. Uh, they were a bit mum on it, and now they're speaking more directly about it. And, and they've said, their government officials, you need to release her and that these guys are embroiled uh, in all of that. So it would be great to have the U.S. on our side uh, for all this, but you know, other than other than making really aggressive demands coming from Justin Trudeau or for Donald Trump, uh, how we proceed on that is unclear. 
But would that help if we got the Trump administration on board and on side when it comes to the detainment of the two Michaels, these two Canadians? Would that help, I don't know, build a groundswell that there would be more of a worldwide outcry from other nations and leaders who are saying that this is an illegal detainment, that this cannot stand? Uh, Well, that's tricky because sometimes there are things that Donald Trump is really aggressively pursuing and that encourages other nations to uh, do a complete 180 from what Donald Trump's doing. So, you know, I don't know, does that actually help out? I mean, sometimes, as you know, the president gets really forceful and says, if you don't do this, I am going to attack you like this with a trade war. He usually does that with a, you know, an America first agenda. I can't imagine he would do that uh, for the benefit of a couple Canadians locked up. So I I think that's a, a long shot that angle. Just finally, Anthony, now that the two Michaels have been officially charged, charged with spying, uh, what are they facing here? I mean, what are the repercussions? Do we know? Uh, Apparently, this court system has something like a 99% conviction rate when you are charged. I wrote a column a few months ago about something called Document 9, which was created in the Chinese government after Xi Jinping got into power in 2012, and he spells out all the no's that uh, govern his sort of ideology. No press freedom. Uh, human rights, independence of the judiciary. He says these are all fictions that the Western world has created to try and boss China around, and the government and their officials should not buy into it in China. I think it's really important people understand just how inherently different the Chinese communist government is from ours. We just can't think of it in terms of uh, Canadian standards or Western standards. And, And when you see it that way, you start to realize why they're playing so differently here and why the back-channel diplomacy or, or the appeals to uh, a, you know international standards of law, they just ain't going to work tragically. All right. Well, we will continue, obviously, to watch this with interest. Anthony, appreciate the time. Uh, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Have a good weekend. Thanks, Jeff. Same to you. Thank you. Anthony Fury with Sun Media.